ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. And this is the NT Country Hour on ABC Radio Darwin and the Northern Territory. G'day there, my name is Matt Brand. Welcome to the Country Hour, a shorter program today because at one o'clock you'll be off to Flemington for ABC Sports coverage of the 2023 Melbourne Cup. Between now and then, though, we've got a lot to get through, including a chat with Bushfires NT to get the latest information on those fires that are burning near Alice Springs. I'll also today be telling you who is the new Chief Executive of Cattle Australia. Uh, But first up today, let's talk about racing. Yes, the Country Hour is feeling generous on the first Tuesday of November. And yes, we are running a Melbourne Cup sweepstake. So for your chance to win a rare ABC Rural Stubby Holder and Country Hour tea towel, text through your name and where you're from to 0487 1057. The rules, as always, are simple. It is first in, best dressed for the Country Hour sweepstake. So your name, and you've literally just got to put, you know, Matt Darwin. That's all we need. Bill Gove. Keep it simple. Text it through 0487 1057 for your chance to win that stubby holder, to win that Country Hour tea towel. It's the Melbourne Cup sweepstake for the Country Hour. The lines are open. Let's stay away from racing for a moment and get Tony Fuller from Bushfires NT on the line because it's another nasty day for fires across the Territory and in particular those ones that are burning near Alice Springs. Uh, Tony Fuller, good afternoon to you. What's the latest we need to be aware of around Alice? Yeah, good afternoon. Um, things are pretty good there at the moment. Uh, the crews are working on Bonds, my crews are working on Bond Springs and uh, they're reporting back that they seem to have got on top of things up there. Uh, to the south, we do have a fire uh, out on Namajira Drive near Mount Sonder. Uh, NT Parks, we're looking after that, but that's come down and uh, is impacting the road either side of the road at the moment, Namajira Drive there. So we've got a crew going out there to get us some feedback on that. And the other fire of concern is on the Ross Highway. There is a fire that's coming over the range and moving its way down. But there are crews out there as well as uh, a bucket, helicopter with a bucket doing some work to try and stop it coming down. And uh, understanding is the fuel pretty patchy, so mm. hopefully they'll get pull that one up before it becomes any worse. How close is fire getting to people's homes near Alice? Yeah, look, a lot of you'd have to ask Steve Hunter that he's looking after the the emergency response area. But yeah, pretty close. I know they've been doing a lot of backburning from the back of uh, MVR and other places around there. We've had to deploy our aerial assets in support of that activity. Mm. The NAFI website this afternoon doesn't have too many purple dots near Alice, which is a good sign. But there's still an awful lot of red. Uh, what have yeah. you heard, what have you heard in terms of wind conditions? Yeah, look, it's it's, it's not as severe as it has been, but uh, yeah, it's still not good. And uh, the way that the fire behaviour has been uh, above what we would normally predict, given the the wind conditions. So 
yeah, it's just, I dare say, we're having a conversation about what the reasons why that might be, and a lot of it's probably due to fuel and, and the wind um, moving in amongst all the uh, the ranges in there. So, mm. you know, there's factors that could be contributing to that, but certainly the, the people on the ground are saying the fire behaviour has been a little bit worse than what they would have expected, given the condition. And have you heard how the Hayes family are going at Undulia? Um, not. The, I, I know that they've been speaking to our staff and that our crews have been assisting with some water and other other um, assets as required, but last I heard, they were, they were pretty good. Okay. Uh, just again, looking at the NAFI website, there's there's fire today near the community of Ali Karung and sort of around the Stewart Highway as well and I guess the rail line. What's the latest on that? Yeah, look, uh, I haven't got an update on that one. We uh, we did have someone on the ground there yesterday assisting with uh, doing some back burning, but the crews haven't got back to me on that one today. So what's what that? So I can't, can't. And Tony yeah. Fuller, that's okay. I don't think anyone's going to begrudge you not being across every fire in the Northern Territory, because sadly, there's a lot on the map. <laughs> yeah, uh, today's looking a little bit better than what has in the past, so we're liking that. But uh, it's. As we said, the fire behaviour is pretty erratic and we're not in the hot part yet. So mm. once it starts really hot, that's that's going to be more concerning for us. I mean, I'm, I'm here asking about the fires near Alice Springs, but, but for you, in terms of bushfires resources, where's the main focus for your operation at the moment? Yeah, Alice Springs. It is Alice, <laughs> okay. okay. Yep. Definitely in Alice, but we're obviously monitoring all the others. Um, We've still got the incident management team set up in Darwin, but we've also got an incident management team set up in Alice Springs, um, liaising with station holders and uh, landowners around the place, and and uh, obviously the road, road transport and rail as well, as it impacts those areas. Anything else do you want to pass on before we skedaddle here? No, uh, I understand there's been a lot of health messages out today, which is good. Uh, Probably going to be some smoke lingering around, but uh, you know, people with those health conditions get some treatment if you need it, and just take precautions. Thank you for keeping us up to date this afternoon. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you. That is Tony Fuller, who's the incident controller for Bushfires NT. Stay up to date throughout the afternoon via the ABC, your emergency broadcaster, and just looking at the NAFI website this afternoon. There's some fire that was in that sort of north Tenemai region that's starting to sneak into well-known cattle stations like Newcastle Waters, Dungowan, Murrunjai Station, now affected by fires to that southern half of the station. It's a busy day out there for so many cattle producers. G'day, I'm Lisa Pepper and I'm in here at Darwin Port where we're currently in the process of loading a couple of thousand head onto the Greyman Express for live export. And thanks for listening to the Country Hour. That text number for the sweepstakes, 0487991057. I think we've only got a spot or two left. A spot or two left. Judith in Malak says, Matt, I'm not in any other sweeps. I'm working today, thinking of heading out to Berry Springs for next year's Cup. Sounds like a lot of fun, says Judith. Yeah, out that way at one of the pubs, they've got the croc racing on. They're racing frogs at Noonamar. There's some pub that does mud crabs from memory.
<laughs> and they've got the GGs up on the screen as well. Hope you have a good day, Judith. From what I can tell, you are in the country hour sweepstake. Producer Dan, the man Fitzgerald's just crunching the numbers, getting it all ready. I think we're almost booked out, though. 0487991057 is our text. Have a good day, Judith. It's a shorter program today because of the Melbourne Cup. You'll be off to Flemington at 1 o'clock for ABC Sport coverage of the big race. So that's 22 minutes away. Now, did you know about this? The federal government has today opened consultation on its plan to get agriculture to contribute to its net zero emissions target by 2050. In a moment, you'll be hearing from the Federal Ag Minister Murray Watt. But first, here's our national rural reporter, Kath Sullivan, explaining what's happening here. As you know, agriculture has a lot of groups that have made a commitment already to lower emissions. When we think about uh, the red meat industry, we know that it wants to be carbon neutral by 2030. Uh, We know that the National Farmers Federation backed in Australia becoming uh, a net zero emitter by 2050 before the federal government did. Yet the government now wants a plan to show how agriculture will contribute to Australia becoming that net zero emitter by 2050. It's called a sectorial plan or a sector plan, and it's sort of gone largely under the radar so far, perhaps because so many industry groups have come out in support of goals or targets before the government's even called for this. But essentially, the government wants to map out how a number of sectors are actually helping the the Australian economy transition to be net zero by 2050. And agriculture is the first cab off the rank, believe it or not, with uh, the government seeking consultation open from today as to what role agriculture can play in in helping Australia reach that target. So there you go. Agriculture is the first industry to have the microscope put on it through this consultation process. It kicks off today. Ag is the first cab off the rank. To learn more about this, Warwick Long has spoken to the Federal Ag Minister, Murray Watt, who says farmers listening to this have nothing to fear from the policy. We know that farmers and the ag sector have done a huge amount over the last 20 years or so to bring down our emissions, both in the sector and nationally. But we also know that we are going to need to do more. Um, Our international markets and domestic consumers are looking for their food to be even more sustainably produced into the future. And what we also know is that climate change is having a real impact on farmers' incomes. Our farmers are on the front line of climate change and the modelling we've got from ABARES within the Agriculture Department shows that the average Aussie farmer um, has had a profit fall of about 23% or nearly $30,000 per farm over the last 20 years because of changing conditions due to climate change. So really, we need to be doing more both to preserve farm incomes and make sure that we keep those markets open into the future quite apart from the sort of environmental benefits. And what we're keen to do is get the sector's views on how can we make this transition to a lower emission future. Um, There's already some good work happening, whether it be in feed supplements or coated fertilisers that are low emission fertilisers. 
There's people adopting more renewable energy into their operations. Um, there's people who are doing great work around sequestering carbon, whether it be on trees or their soil, which is actually opening up new income streams for farmers as well. And that's, I guess, what we want to make sure of in this is that as we do move to a lower emissions future, we actually help farmers make more money, not less, and be more productive, not less, as well as be more sustainable into the future. Should farmers be worried about what path this kind of document could set their industry on? No, I think quite the opposite, uh, Warwick. What we're keen to do, as I say, is make sure that the solutions we come up with are done in conjunction with industry. And we've already had a lot of good discussions with a lot of the peak agriculture sector groups around what we can be doing to help farmers make that change without losing profitability. Um, obviously, as a government, we've made a commitment to reach a net zero uh, economy by 2050, and every sector of the economy is going to have to play its role. We've been doing a lot of work since coming to office to try to make sure that our energy sector is moving more towards cleaner, cheaper energy. Um, there'll need to be work done in the transport sector as well. But the reality is that agriculture contributes already about 17% of our national emissions. And, and ABES says that's going to go up. Yeah, yeah. As, as we move more towards renewable energy rather than coal and gas-fired uh, electricity, the energy sector's uh, share of our emissions is likely to fall. And what that means is that agriculture and transport share is likely to go up. And that, that is going to put more of a spotlight on agriculture. So our government wants to get ahead of the game. I think one of the really exciting opportunities here is that we've known for years the sector has been has been really keen to move towards lower emission practices. We've had the NFF, grain growers, MLA, Cattle Australia, all sorts of groups embrace net zero targets, some as early as 2030. And finally, we've got a government that's prepared to work with the sector rather than pretend that climate change isn't happening. And having that kind of partnership means that we can have a good nationally coordinated plan that helps the industry remain really profitable into the future as well as becoming even more sustainable. That is the Federal Ag Minister Murray Watts speaking there to Warwick Long. Consultation opens today. You can get more details via the Department of Agriculture's website. The Country Hour. Feeling generous on the first Tuesday of November, we are running a Melbourne Cup sweepstake. And stop texting. Put those thumbs away. The lines are closed. Gee, you had to get in quick today. 24 horses, but they've been snavelled up. Well done to... Hang a minute. Let's um, let's uh, get a bit of this going to make us feel like we're there. That's better. That's better. Well done to Auntie from Howard Springs, Lenny from McMinn's Lagoon, Curly from Woolner, Jason from Virginia, Stephen from Catherine, Bob from Lee Point, Aaron from Gunn, Simon from Palmerston, Wes from Darwin, Chris from Palmerston, Alex in Alice Springs, Julian from Tiwi, Chriso out of Groot. G'day, Chriso. Judy from Rapid Creek, Pete from Bullman, Darby from The Dude, Dennis from Coconut Grove, Carl from The Dude, Judith from Malak, Paul in Palmerston, Gary in Fenny Bay, Sylvia at Humpty Doo, and Maurice. You've all got a horse in the Country Hour sweepstake. Dan the Man Fitzgerald will be texting you very soon which horse is yours. And best of luck. First prize, and the only prize, first prize, is that rare ABC Rural Stubby Holder and Country Hour tea towel. Best of luck. As mentioned... You're all off to Flemington at 1 o'clock for ABC Sports coverage of the big race. That's coming up. 
Hi, my name's Philomena. I'm from Acacia Hills Mango Farm and you're listening to The Country Hour. Someone here on the text says, I'm driving back from Bachelor and I'll miss the race. Well, hopefully you can get a bit of 105.7 ABC Darwin and you can listen to it in the car on the way. Pull into Noonamar on your way home and see a few frogs racing around or crocs out at Berry Springs. (laughs) Safe travelling, but yeah, it'll be on the ABC if you're keen to tune in and can't watch it. They're racing horses, they're racing crocodiles, they're racing frogs. What are they doing out on the Barkley? We've got uh, Bobby at Anthony Lagoon Cattle Station there this afternoon. How are you, Bobby? Hi, good, thanks. Uh, Happy Melbourne Cup Day to you. What's happening out at your place? Uh, Well, we've got our neighbours, Brunette Downs uh, Station, that have come up for the afternoon. Um, So we're just having... uh, Having a little bit of a, a bet and a punt. We'll have our sweeps. Um, we'll do a Calcutta, actually, shortly Ooh. for the, the race. <laughs> uh, yeah. How, how big is the crowd, you reckon? How many people have you got there this afternoon? Um, there's about 40-ish, I would say, something like that. That's a good do. And um, I've got here, correct me if I'm wrong, I've got here that you're having your own horse race that includes masks, Tails, etc. Now, what's going on there? Yes, it does. Um, well, we've got a little bit of a, a track, um, I suppose, around in the middle of our compound. So we've marked a start and a finish line. Um, yeah, so we're going to have a little bit of a horse race this afternoon. So we'll um, put, um, what, up to five people, I suppose, in a race and have a, a horse mask, a head on and a tail. Yeah, and um, off so I'll go. I think you've done well to host this because, I mean, Brunette Downs is um, pretty famous in the in the racing stakes. But you've uh, you've said, don't worry, we'll handle it this year, hey? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, everyone, we we sort of take it in turns um, between our Barclay stations, but um, but yeah, Brunette's had its um, share of events this year. So Anthony Lagoon thought we would host uh, Melbourne Cup for um, for our little region. Beautiful, and I'm just pleased. You can do it because um, here at the Country Hour, we've got a sense, sadly, so many stations today are just so busy fighting fires. They'd love to be doing this, but they just flat out, um, which is awful, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, pretty uh, devastating or pretty full on when it, um, if it happens to you, for sure. It's a, a hard slog fight for a you know, however long period of time. Um, we've seen it sort of happen to our neighbours, um, Midi Bar especially over there, and then mm. also on Brunette. Uh, yeah, so, no, it's uh, unfortunate when it happens. We've Anthony Lagoon, we've been lucky so far. Um, it hasn't happened to us. Um, but there is that risk coming up, I suppose, if the weather changes with some dry storms maybe that start happening. We'll need to be ready on to act if we need to. Yeah. I don't know if you saw those pictures out of Tipperary the other day. They copped dry lightning, no rain. So that's that's what they're doing today. So mm. it is happening. Um, yeah. Well, I hope, um, I hope Miss Shardy at Midibar Station's 
finding time to kick back and enjoy the day as well. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> and is the cattle work uh, done there at this time of year? How close are you? Um, pretty well, yeah. We're winding down now. They're nearly finished. Um, maybe just a bit of some paddock movements if they need to move some cattle um, to prepare for the wet season. Um, but, yeah, they're mostly finished mustering, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's just uh, winding down for the end of the year, so a lot more maintenance work, you know, whether it's fencing and, and lick running, uh, those sort of jobs. Yeah. Well, have the most wonderful time there this afternoon and uh, I hope the wet season comes early and treats you kindly. Thanks very much. Don't suppose you've got tips, do you? We're desperate. <laughs> oh, no, I don't myself. I haven't even got to... We've got our sweeps going. I haven't even got to have a look at who the favourites are. Yeah, well, I'd love to be able to, you know, tell you exactly who's going to win, but um, my, my guess is as good as any of this afternoon. It's a, it's a tough one to pick, isn't it, the old it Melbourne Cup? A, it's always a hard one. <laughs> the one we all bet on. and uh, Yeah, yeah. I'll let you be, Bobby. Lovely to hear from you. Have the most wonderful afternoon. Thank you, too. Cheers. That is Bye. Bobby at Anthony Lagoon. That sounds like fun, doesn't it? That sounds like lots of fun this afternoon. Hello, my name's Al from Humpty Doo Sunflowers, and you're listening to The Country Hour. It's the first Tuesday of November, and you'll be off to Flemington in eight minutes' time. ABC Sport will be bringing you all the coverage there from Flemington. Hey, just before we go to the Weather Bureau, uh, there's been... An announcement by Cattle Australia. They have found a new chief executive officer. So you might remember Luke Bowen sadly had to resign in September for personal reasons. And Adam Coffey has been filling in in the meantime. Well, Dr Chris Parker, he is set to take on this important role from November 15. So Dr Parker, he's a vet with experience in South Australia he also runs his own farm there in SA. Most recently, he was the National Animal Disease Preparedness Coordinator with the Federal Department of Ag. He's also been the Chief Executive of the APVMA, the Chemical Regulator, and also the Minister Consular Agriculture at the Embassy there in Washington, D.C. So quite the resume. And according to Chair of Cattle Australia, David Footy, says the board extends its gratitude to fellow Director Adam Coffey, who has led this organisation over the past few months as interim chief executive while a full-time appointment was recruited. So well done to Dr Chris Parker and we look forward to having him on the Country Hour soon. Heading to the Weather Bureau in a moment, but first to the sale yards. With all the latest prices out of Roma, here's David Friend. At the time of this interim report, lightweight yielding steers under 200 kilos averaged from 210 to 244 to average 230. Lightweight yielding steers 200 to 280 kilos returning to the paddock made to 283 to average 261. Yielding steers 280 to 330 kilos to feed averaged 267 topped at 280. Yielding steers 330 to 400 kilos to feed made up to 270 with restockers paying 280. Yielding steers 400 to 480 kilos average 255, topping at 262. Lightweight yielding heifers under 200 kilos topped at 226 to average 203. 
Like weight, yearling heifers 200 to 280 kilos to feed, mate to 250. Yearling heifers 280 to 330 kilos returning to the paddock, topped at 254 with the 330 to 400 kilos, making to 212. Manufacturing steers to 158, growing steers 500 to 600 kilos, topped at 230 with the 600 to 750 kilos to 220. Growing heifers over 540 kilos, made to 194. Thank you for that, David. In the live export trade, as far as I can tell, producer Dan, you might have to do a double check, but as far as I can tell, in uh, early November, and there's not one single live cattle ship on the books for the Darwin Port over the next week or so. So, again, it's pretty quiet in the live X trade. Tales from the tinny. Throw them out, slowly bring it back. If there wasn't Barra there, you wouldn't be there, but that's that's what makes the territory special. You can see 54 set of eyes around. 54 Crazy. sets of croc eyes. I'm not even exaggerating, there's that many crocs. Subscribe to the podcast. Minister, what's your biggest Barra? Minister, can you demonstrate your proficiency at tying an FG knot? Minister, are you capable of respooling your own reels? Minister. A fat is at you. Or reel it in anytime you like on the ABC Listen app. Let's go to the Weather Bureau. Sally Cutter is there this afternoon. Happy Cup Day to you, Sally. Thank you very much. Um, I don't suppose you've got the uh, the afternoon forecast for Melbourne there, do you? Oh, no, but if you talk long enough, I can find it. <laughs> because um, all I've heard is it's hot, but there is it's Melbourne, and there is a chance of um, a decent storm that could hit Flemington sort of just as the race is about to start. Yeah. Well, so. it is 30 degrees there at the moment. Ooh, that's warm for Melbourne. Warm, yeah. The, yeah. The partly cloud in the afternoon with a medium chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon and evening. And the, and the storms could be a little bit nasty, looking possibly severe storms. So, mm. yeah, it's probably one of those ones that you keep a very close eye on the radar. Let's uh, talk about territory weather. In central Australia, there's still those nasty fires near Alice Springs. What are conditions like? Uh, generally, we've got northerly winds through there. The winds aren't too strong. They're, they're a bit stronger down at Yulara away than at Alice. But, yeah, so there, there's still that the winds out there, which isn't great. The, the Alice is a bit westerly at the moment, but that's the southern side of the ranges, so there's... There's probably effects of the ranges seeing they are northerly winds down through there. Tennant Creek is still easterly and not very windy up there either. So it's, it's pretty hot though. We've got 38 at Tennant Creek, 30, basically 37 at Alice and 30, 37.6 at Ulara. So it's pretty, it's hot out there, The it's dry and you've got the winds in there. But the, the fire dangers aren't that high it's so they're not they're not in the extreme range mm. so it's the, they're still they're still there but you're not you haven't got those really extreme fire dangers that we have been seeing so you've got down through that last today we've got just in the high there's moderate is the main one sparkly north is is up in the high range but yeah so it, it's just down in that we're below the the threshold for warnings, but there is still fire dangers there. We were just speaking to Bobby at Anthony Lagoon Station 
And uh, touch wood, out that part of the Barkley has been free of fire, but uh, they're very concerned about the likelihood of some dry lightning. Um, now, how are things looking in terms of dry lightning over the next day or so? Well, up in the Barkley, the next 48 hours is probably okay. As we go through into Thursday, we're going to see those showers and storms extend right across the Territory. The And the southern parts, we've still got a bit of dry air. It's down near the surface that we could see some dry lightning. Probably the one saving grace off around that northern Barkley is because they are northerlies, winds coming in, we are going to see that bit of that moisture come further south, so that's going to mitigate the dry lightning. It may not totally eradicate it, but it's certainly going to give the some moisture up the bottom of the atmosphere so less of the rain's going to evaporate and will re- we'll reach the ground as it falls down. Mm, okay. And uh, just quickly, I see in terms of rainfall up to 9 o'clock this morning, the pines received 20 millimetres Mount Nankar, 17. B-Boom Crossing, 20. Daly River Police Station, 17. The owner station, 13 millimetres in the gauge. Are you expecting a few more storms this afternoon, similar totals? Yes, but certainly so that, they're the sort of totals that you'd see out to so your general garden variety storm. The atmosphere is fairly unstable. We've just got to get the convection going, the... So that, that's probably the, the the main trick to get get storm showers going. There's some down in the southwest corner at the moment too as well. Mm. All right, Sally, we've got to go to Flemington. Have a good afternoon. <laughs> we'll do, thanks. <laughs> uh, Sally Cutter at the Weather Bureau. Let's head to Flemington now for ABC Sports coverage of the 2023 Melbourne Cup.